the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, everybody's on the porch today. Uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett, Dr. Calvin Finch as we go clockwise. Uh, and then I'm here, I'm here. I guess I'm at the bottom of the hour. Uh, but anyway, we encourage you to come by. Lots of folks uh, taking advantage and uh, enjoying the, uh, uh, the Christmas festivities. Uh, Calvin wants to know where the uh, candy canes are coming from. He won't go talk to Santa, though. I told well, him. Well, then he's not getting a candy cane. you got to go talk to Santa. I are you worried he, about he, talking to Santa? I think you even need to take a picture with him. Otherwise, Yeah, you need to take a picture with Santa, Calvin. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's I might not gonna... send, I might try to send a little kid, one of those little children, to over there to say, get me one of those. He <laughs> says, Here's so a you, buck. you're going to say to a little kid, can you go get me some candy? <laughs> yes, I That's he, not going to go over for No. Uh-uh. <laughs> get it yourself, mister. <laughs> well, you see mom come marching over here. <laughs> yeah, okay. So well, Derek, Derek I, got here I, I, might be, I might have better luck if I go to mom first. Oh, and, there you go. And then no, she'll talk. No, no, no. I don't think you're going to have luck. No. So Jerry was here so early today. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was going to put little reindeer on his head, the antlers, and get his nose painted. No, he didn't uh, want to. But he just sat down instead. Yeah. Uh, well, that was Mel- Millen's trick, wasn't that? It used to be, didn't he? he used to, oh, no. He didn't, He had. Bl- he was into the balloons. Yeah, I like the balloons. Yeah, it wasn't face painting. I hear no. I thought it was face painting. That's All right, cute so, little kids though. They're good. Yeah. So we have another hour. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ends at one. Right. Uh, give or take. Yeah. Uh, still plenty of chili. So although chili. he says, you know, it's kind of getting there. Uh, there's still plenty of uh, photographs to be taken. Plenty of Christmas trees to select from. Hey, next year, just consider this. Just like at Halloween, because that was really popular with the voting. Maybe you do like employee ugly sweater contest. We tried it before, and it oh. was a uh, flop. Oh, nobody would vote for the ugly sweater? No. Okay. Never mind. Well, let's see what we got. We got the Christmas. Well, you would win that with hands down, Milk. I got some ugly sweaters. But I don't think we're eligible. All right. 210-308-8867. We'd love to hear from you. What's going on in your garden? Uh, what kind of gardening questions do you have? Or if you just want to brag a little bit, you can do that, too. Um, so, 210-308-8867. about what? Their garden. What? People love bragging about their garden, especially okay. if they're growing tomatoes or, or veggies of any sort. This is, this kind of, there's, a, there's a few flowers out there that are growing, <laughs> too, in the garden. Yeah. So, 
What? So what is he? Has he disowned the garden now? I don't know. Now he's just he's just gone into full curmudgeon. <laughs> Grinch. He's wearing yeah, he's just he's gone into the Grinch. Bah, ha. Yeah. Well, so are you, though. It's not a, a Grinch. No, it's a Scrooge thing. I don't know what that was. Oh, there's a Grinch. Did they? Uh, it looks like a Grinch. Did they make one at the balloon animal thing? It's like the there. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, it just kind of looks Grinchy. Oh, no, it's got, no, it's a, got a Grinch face. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. What's going on, Trace? Well, it's amazing how many people stop at the artichokes and just look at it. Really? Some of them buy them, some of them don't. Uh, But it is an unusual colored leaf, uh, very winter-capable. And, in fact, it even needs it to to produce fruit or bloom. Now, which ones are the... Right where that young lady's... The bed that she's not looking at behind her. Oh, okay. So it's got that whitish gray foliage. Yeah. Kind of like a dusty miller, but it gets quite large. That's neat. And then, and that's a spur. What did you say it was? Artichoke? Artichoke. Artichoke. Okay. Huh. And will it have artichokes? <clears throat> Next year. Okay. Or you could let it bloom. Yeah. And be uh, fascinated by the bloom. It is, but uh, you can't have both, can you? No, you can't have both. Well, uh, you, you could. You could harvest the first well, first as, a, as the, the vegetable and um, then let the, the two side shoots come up and watch them bloom. And the artichoke's the same thing that you dip in butter? and um, That's it. Okay. What? Yeah. I, okay. I do, I do mayonnaise, though, Milton. Oh, I didn't think about mayonnaise. <laughs> it's good. I like, I is like, it good? Okay, yeah. I'll trust you. I like the artichoke for the bloom. I've talked about it before. Where it has a beautiful bloom. Uh, you, the, even more spectacular than the passion vine. I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. This passion vine is pretty. It is gorgeous. Yeah. And what I like about it, when you're taking pictures of insects, uh, the bo- the honeybees love it. Hmm. They love that bloom, big purple bloom. And the neat thing about it is uh, the honeybees go down in the middle of the flower. Yeah. And has a hard time getting out of that flower. Oh, why? Uh, the the uh, stamen, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, they have to go down beneath the stamen to get the uh, pollen and uh, the honey. But uh, they have trouble getting out, which gives you a wonderful opportunity to take pictures of honeybees. So uh, that's that's what I like. With that purple background they have, that flower they have, and uh, bees coming out of that, trying to get out of that uh, those pollen sacs. So uh, it's a good, good place to take bee pictures. That's interesting. Yeah, you got to be careful. Oh. I think that whole thing was just for that. Uh, we're going to be doing that, aren't we? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting coal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. But anyway, I got uh, my, let's say, I guess that's a quarterly uh, newsletter from Dixondale Farm. And... Uh, the the onion patch that's a oh, okay a Bruce Fraser uh, the onion man mm-hmm. writes uh, a real good uh, interesting uh, newsletter 
which you can get by get for free and he gives several he gives a lot of good comments and we should have him on Milton. we should we can have I him think, on. i think we have him on once a year we ought to have him yeah on. we did okay him. yeah her, yeah, uh, he, we were we were selfishly trying to find out what the Whataburger onion was last year when we had him on, but we'll get him I on th- again. I thought we decided, didn't we decide? No, no, that was last year when he came on the show. Okay. All right. Yeah, he, what did we do? We decided this, we decided what the Whataburger onion is. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, the one that makes you cry and get your sinuses to drain and. Oh, okay, but anyway, uh, a lot of people don't realize that he's got a lot of uh, in, uh, recipes on that. So as I was looking at the recipe, he had one had uh, recipes for onions. Could you imagine that? that, that? <laughs> no, that's surprising. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he, a lot of people are interested in uh, in eating uh, fried onion. You know, eat, uh, onion rings. <laughs> Are you looking at the... It's one of my favorites. The dog looking at the chili, and that tail is just wagging. He is he is alert. His he's, he's waiting for some of it to drop. Yes, he is. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we I've been investigating because people are very concerned that the crust falls off of the onion ring. You no. When you, when you fry them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that inevitable? Uh, no, it's not. It's not inevitable. It's the way you cook it. And uh, do tell. So they give one. <laughs> so Waterburger does it wrong. That's what you saying. <laughs> oh, does yours uh, fall off on Water Waterburger? Uh, half of it. Okay. Uh, the first bite, anyway. <laughs> but they they give a uh, recipe on there. The ingredients are three large onion rings separated. And put in a bowl of cold water. All right. That's that's the, one of the secrets. One cup of flour, two eggs, one teaspoon of salt, two-thirds cup of milk, and one tablespoon, tablespoon of oil uh, to cook it in. That doesn't seem like a lot to cook no, it, it in. <laughs> but... Uh, it says, after cooling, the instruction, after cooling, drain the onion rings and pat them dry if needed. The patter, the batter, won't stick to wet, wet rings. So they have to be cool, but they can't have the water on them. Okay. Mix the flour, salt, eggs, milk, and oil, and beat until smooth. Batter the onion rings until they are thickly coated, then deep fry in a 375 Faraday oil until golden brown on both sides. So maybe you're oiling it twice. Maybe you so got it's almost sound like you cook it twice. Maybe so. <laughs> a pro- practically, uh, we'll have to ask Bruce. Yes, when we get him on. <laughs> anyway, this this reminded me of. Uh, we got into a onion ring, how to cook onion rings so the batter won't fall off, mm-hmm. about 20 years ago. Wow. He said, uh, I got a, a note from a guy. said, I am the oldest living Aggie and read your column religiously. 
I don't know if he's at church or what he <laughs> Yeah, that's right. How, how do you prove you're the oldest Aggie? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, uh, man, I, I, I didn't ever ask him how old he was. But it said, uh, below is my old Tennessee mama's recipe, which she whispered in my ear with her last breath. I'm a, I might have written that. I, I yes. was almost going to say, so uh-huh. Tennessee. It's, uh, <laughs> she also, so, so how old is he then? Because we apparently know. I don't know. He, uh, I've, been, I've talked, spoken to the Aggie Club uh, over at Aggie Park, and uh, they all wear their rings to those meetings. And they would come up and say, uh, I'm an Aggie. I said, really? And he showed me his ring, mm-hmm. and he had it so long, it had worn smooth. Hmm. It was a smooth ring. But, uh, and then he would tell me when he graduated from A&N, and I said, that's before I was born. <laughs> So I had some in there that was over 1946. It's been an ag uh, that long. Anyway, mother's recipe uh, was... Uh, now, this is his mother or your mother? My mother. Okay. I'm sure her mother has... His mother had passed. Okay. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I didn't put his name on here with a called the cemetery and asked how he was doing. <laughs> but uh, He's been very quiet lately. <laughs> so I wrote him back. Oh, here it is. My wife and I, 82 for his wife and 83 years old uh, the, the, when they wrote me this. So that's 20 years ago. I died. I imagine he's passed. Uh, she also mentioned that not even her wonderfully simple recipe won't work if the cooking grease is not hot enough. Uh, if anyone else has a better <coughs> onion ring recipe, send it to me. It's the best recipe in Tennessee. Have you uh, ever eaten onion rings, Jerry? Huh? Do you eat onion rings? Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's fried, yeah. Yeah. He'll eat it. He'd, he'd, he'd probably eat deep fried kale. He uh, probably would. Don't tell him it's kale. Yeah. And, and so her recipe calls for one cup of flour, one cup of beer. Hmm. Sounds good already. And I got. I had, this is your mama's recipe? No, no. I didn't think so. Uh, a lot of people were wrote in. I mean, you'd be surprised how many uh, that stirred up a controversy. Uh, said one. So he's trying to stir it up again. Yeah, I know. One cup of beer. The brand of your choice, since there would be some left uh, to cook, cool the cook during the cooking. So uh, we we never drank beer as a family. But uh, this this a lot of people use beer to make the uh, cup make the crust stay on there. Hmm. Three to four cups of shortening for frying purposes. Two to three tablespoons of sugar. Two teaspoons of salt or seasoning to taste. 
And some folks add one-fourth teaspoon of paprika uh, to the batter to ensure golden color. And uh, Now, can we, related to the onions we have, which is the, which yeah. you think is the best variety for trying to make those kind of, those kind of onions? Or is there no well, distinction? Well, so, so many people are cooking uh, 10, 15 wine and uh, granite, grano. So uh, I imagine they're, that's what, what stimulated it. What was the one that we've decided was uh, probably closest to the water burner? Granix. Granix? Okay. That's, that's. What was it? Granix. Oh, Granix? Okay. Now, there's an also, also an onion a dish. Where they do, where they don't put the uh, batter on there, and it's kind of kind of like a hot dish. Uh, some of the same ingredients. Yeah, well. yeah. Huh. And and with the with the, the the mild onions that are available nowadays, gosh, I I find that real a real tasty dish, and especially if you got it with uh, like a, a a ground steak or. Hamburger or something. Yeah. I'm just wondering why people don't use red onions for onion rings. Mayonnaise? Is there a reason? Yeah. Flavorful. I don't know. I don't... A lot of us don't like mayonnaise. No, no. Red onions for onion rings. (laughs) Why they don't. Oh, yeah. Some do use that red onions. I've never seen one. I've never seen one either. Not in a restaurant anyway. No, I don't know. It says combine flour and beer. In a large bowl, blending thoroughly, cover and allow the batter to sit at room temperature at least three hours. Afterwards, gently stir in the sugar and salt. Cut onions into one-fourth inch or larger uh, slices. Separate slices into, into rings. Uh, heat shortening to 375, Milton. I know you like that temperature. You can, you can determine this temperature by dropping a sample ring into hot grease. It should begin immediately to sizzle and quickly rise to the top. Dry onion rings thoroughly and roll the fly in flour before dipping them into, into the batter. Fry into a delicate golden brown. For crisper onion rings, add more beer to the batter. Hmm. A lot of people will not do that because they want to drink the beer. Uh, for a thicker crust, add more flour to the batter. So uh, that was uh, the onion ring we came up with uh, after putting that in the paper. Uh, I never realized how many people would be interested uh, in that particular recipe. And onions are, are really easy to to grow in your garden or even in a oh, yeah. in a container, especially if you uh, get some of the ones from our our, our friends. There, uh, what what is a ten fifteen or. Yeah, well, I think you got a lot of choices. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we have? We usually have about eight, eight different selections. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think ten, fifteen because so many people know it. Get the reputation, yeah. 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 No, plus you can't go wrong. They taste so good too. Yeah. But. 
All right, we're going to take a... Oh, were you... I'm sorry, were you through? No, that's good. Okay, we're going to take a quick break while we do. Give us a call. 210-308-8867. You can even include your favorite onion uh, or your favorite onion ring recipe. Back in a moment on 930. Yes, Yeah, sir. well, I think that would be kind of fun if... Uh, yeah. Because a lot of people, a lot of gardeners have had experience with, yeah. with onions and uh, good experiences and some that have not turned out exactly the way they want. <laughs> okay. Tips and tricks on onions. You call us 210-308-8867. Okay. 30 a.m. The answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man, termite, and pest control. Uh, happy to have Spider-Man on the show, and no Spider-Man. Uh, makes so many folks happy. Uh, since 1976, Warren has been helping homeowners and businesses in San Antonio remain pest-free. Now, that's important for both homeowners and businesses. And uh, if you go to his website, which is GoSpidermanPest.com, you'll learn all the services that he does, the pest and the termite services, uh, wildlife management. So if you've got that, those raccoons in the attic, he can help you with that. The Into Care Mosquito Trapping System and much, much more. That's GoSpidermanPest.com. Or call him at 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. You'll enjoy working with Warren Remy and everybody at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Will he give you the coon after he you'll have to talk to Sp- I don't know. You'll have to talk to Spider-Man. Okay. I've, I've never, I wonder if I've never had to worry about that. You know, you don't, you don't want to eat a coon out of the wild because they don't know what they've been eating. No. So you want to keep them in and uh, feed them up. Fat and you know, when we talk to you about food, yeah, there there seems to be this theme, which is conventional items <laughs> you don't like, don't like it, don't like it. But if it's something weird like squirrel or raccoon, you're all about it. it that's a Tennessee thing, I guess so. <laughs> all right, but anyway, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, I left something out. He's of far the... enough away from Tennessee that he can. And yeah. claim their support. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I left out a very important step step in this uh, cooking the onion ring. Okay. It says, uh, mix of flour, salt, egg, milk, and oil, and beat until smooth. That's kind of sad. You said that. You got that. Okay. Batter the onion rings until they are thickly coated, then deep fry in 375 degrees oil until golden brown on both sides or until the uh, onion rings burst into flame. Approximately four to five minutes is what it'll take. Mm. So that's got that's got all your ingredients that you want. Yeah, Especially the burst in the flame. Did you say 45 minutes? No, three to five. Three to five minutes. Oh, okay. All right. You can try 30. No, don't try 45 minutes. That <laughs> seems a bit long. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Oh, my goodness. I think Trace has hired that dog. Is that right? I think so. 
<laughs> well, he said it says employees only, and the dog was going in. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they've got a bunch of recipes. He's got an interesting website on uh, on that with a lot of different recipes for onions and other things. Uh, the uh, and he also got uh, instructions on how to grow the best practices uh, to, for the soil condition uh, for mm. onions. Mm-hmm. Says, he says, select a sunny location. Okay. Opt for a spot, spot that receives full sun. Ensure that you monitor your soil to identify that age area that gets most sunlight. Now, some people can't do that. If they they're standing in the shade and they see sun, uh, they think they're in full sun. Oh, okay. And uh, that's why I always say, into sunbathing sun, because they've they've got to have that sun to grow. But uh, anyway, uh, don't overwater. And yeah. All that other stuff. Yeah, we, we tried to do it in a container last year, and I don't know, something went wrong. But I don't you think tried it in a container? Yeah. Remember Calvin? I think Calvin bought a, a whole bunch and gave me a few to do. And The multiplying yeah. onions? No, I think they were the regular type, yeah. the big onions. Oh, and you really didn't have lots in the container? No, but that may be me. Uh-huh. I think that was. I need to let Laura take care of it. Let's, uh, let's say that you probably planted them too close. Maybe. Now, I planted the uh, those onions, those multiplier onions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, they came up fast. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're ready to go. And, uh, and then I planted the, uh, planted the first half. They came up, which is amazing. They look so good. So I planted the rest of them. So I've got an eight-foot row of multiplier onions now now I'll I can I can quite often can't use all my two two packets of these onions that I usually get oh. now now with my multiplier onions too I'll have a special and will your multipliers addition. get big no okay but just a lot of them and uh, uh, tasty tasty okay taste just like onions all right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. That makes me wonder why the, they weren't successful in the container, though. I don't know. I don't know. Well, nothing really. They, they didn't die or do anything bad. They never. They just never did anything. Maybe we didn't fertilize them enough. Are they, um, you said they're heavy was feeders. The soil, was the soil um, solid enough? I think it was. I mean, it wasn't. Like, it didn't get big, right? Wasn't like the uh, the organic bark soil. No, yeah, I don't think so. The uh, also, you know, they uh, if you plant them too close together, they're so small. Yeah. In fact, that's the way they grow bublets. Uh, they uh, plant their onions close mm-hmm. together. That's also. Uh, that's also the way they uh, grow uh, green onions, as you yeah. can see in the supermarket. Those green onions, if you separate those, 
and uh, plant them two to three inches apart, maybe more, uh, they'll make the big uh, either purple or white, depending on which you got get from the grocery. Hmm. There's a so one of them. Won't, won't there be a difference in uh, the day length? The, the day length is not going to make a difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if only the onions that for this area that Bruce Dixondale sells will uh, make the big onion. Now, if you get if you get an onion, if you want an onion that won't big, bulb, have a big bulb, you get a a long day onion, and they. They, they grow a big plant, but they never make a bulb. They just grow a big plant, and most of them bolt. And so that's the kind of onion you'd want if you don't want any onions. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, well, some you people, do, do you order those? Uh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, I might do some intermediate days uh, yeah, those later, are, later in the year. but yeah. And those are popular. I remember when you kind of introduced them uh, last year, candy, people were like, what, huh? Candy series? Yeah, candy. That's a variety. I'm just thinking that uh, the uh, bundles, Yeah. They have that, and it, let's see, if you plant them about four inches apart, I think it makes, makes it really will. two and a half rows of eight foot. <laughs> So you got lots of onions, yeah, yeah. and uh, so you can do both the uh, both of the, the green onion experiment. And, yeah, green onions and the the full bulb yeah. size too. Have plenty. Of. <laughs> and if you do the let's see, if you do the long day and a short day uh, daily, they'll make little bublets, which are called bublets, and. Uh, they're, those bubbles are used to, for our north. Now, uh, and they do, they're ready to, to come up. They're ready to grow. Uh, some of the uh, local nurseries uh, used to sell bubbles. These little look like he's, cocktails. He's taken back way far <laughs> in the past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well... Everything I think about is in the past. <laughs> well, you're you're over thir- thinking thirty years, forty years back now. Yeah, yeah, that's all I can remember. Remember, yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I I knew the, those onions they they use are for long day onions, uh, which means they'll never bulb very well. They'll make a big big stem. But they'll never bulb, but have a big bulb. So I, I was, got one of my tears that I got on a, I was going to start getting them to produce bublets from, uh, from Grano 502 and uh, Gran X and those types of things. And they're very easy to produce. Because if you plant Gran X, the big yellow one, and we got it here. Uh, in in short, in, in short day, uh, no, going into a long day, they for, just form the little bubbles, and uh, and they. I was working with Dr. Roland Roberts up in uh, Lubbock, Texas, and uh, 
he's he's in long day up there. So, and, but they grow lots of onions, and uh, I think uh, Dixondale sends a lot of onions up there uh, because uh, so especially since uh, Dixondale produces such clean onions, uh, no disease. And uh, but he he said it'd be wonderful if we could have those above this in the correct variety, like Grano or Granex or whatever, then they could plant them with a machine. Uh, a mecha uh, mechanical device that would just pick up those bubbles. I think they got little uh, st uh, points of uh, uh -huh. where they stick the little bubbles. And they would plant them very uniform. Yeah. Well, you, uh, I always say that the onions are easy to plant, the kind we've got here at Millburgers. But they definitely would not be easy for a commercial concern to uh, plant because they're yeah. kind of sprawly and everything. But, you, you know, you just make your little trench and you yeah. lay them on the side and then you just press the soil there. That's it. They're there and they, 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 they're they, they come grow up, very yeah. well. Yeah. Now I was on the container. If uh, if we got some gardeners out there that have, uh, I've seen some really attractive uh, container. Have you, Jerry, with containers of of uh, onions? They, they, oh wow! They make a they make a nice display. And my wife planted some with the pomeria. Ooh. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. How did? Is there any secret uh, to I, it? I'll let you know. Um, because I was wondering, the gardeners, uh, gardeners that have that do that, quite a few of them do that. Let us know so we can find out what what was the issue here with Milton's. Yeah, it's just uh, sad. Uh, I mean, other I, than I Milton, think I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after <laughs> twenty something years, yeah, yeah, just, you should know too. All right. Maybe I didn't do something right. Two one oh three eight eighty eight sixty seven. Do what? Two one oh I don't know. Two one oh three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're gonna take a quick break, get you ca caught up and come back right after this on nine thirty AM the answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, just a reminder, always important to let you know uh, that our friends at CPS want you to remember, if you're getting ready to dig because uh, of a project that you've got, whether it's landscaping or a, a sprinkler system install, you need to call 811 or go online at texas811.org to have underground utilities marked. This is a free service. It avoids problems, and it's the law, because Texas law requires everyone to contact Texas 811 at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance. Keep in mind that violations could result in fines. Once the utility lines are marked, you'll know where it's safe to dig. No one likes surprises. I like <laughs> broken utility lines. That's a big unpleasant surprise. So before you dig, grab your uh, phone and then you can grab your shovel. Grab the phone and call 811. Then you can grab your shovel in a couple days. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You like that, do you, man? <laughs> no, I was waiting for your response of, uh, of what, you, what, what should you do if you see Jerry out in the garden. Uh, you want to just grab your shovel at that point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Call eight one one, 
Give him two days to just sit there, and then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might start stinking after a couple yeah, no, of that's, that's the problem. Well, right. But Mil- Milton, as we bring up every time, we had the same response that you're describing for Jerry. For you, when you were running running the uh, machine that... Yeah, the, the, the air, uh, aeration, aeration. Yeah, the aerator. Should we save Milton as he ran over those co- electric cords, or should we just... <laughs> Save ourselves and get yeah, out of the way. Yeah, well, it, Calvin just stood there with his jaw on the floor yeah, on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the expression on his face was worth the whole. That's what we should have gotten taped when you were running over the wires. I don't think I ever ran over them. I, I yeah, think hell, I did. you did. <laughs> did I? Hell yeah. yeah. And the thing was under. Oh, under my a tree. my debate was, well, will that uh, electrocute him, or will it just yeah. break, break the equipment? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently will not electrocute me. Yeah. Or maybe that explains a lot. Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember seeing them, and uh, I don't remember hitting anything. Well, we we didn't want you to. I couldn't really stop to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, that that <laughs> is uh, that is the common thing there. The the thing you do is relax. Yeah. But it's very difficult when you're. Oh yeah, you can't relax. let it go. You get a little panicky. <laughs> okay, this you is when you're fighting uh, it. We filmed the thing on uh, public television about uh, doing aeration. Uh. Apparently, where they set me up, I'm innocent in all this. Where they set me up was there was like his... Who could know that he was going to go all the way across the yard? (laughs) Well, the machine just kept moving. Did did you tell him how to stop? No. Okay, well, they set you up. Yeah. (laughs) We figured he'd fall down and... I don't even remember how I stopped. Well, at I think there just, wasn't any acupuncture involved. Let no. go. Let go, Milton. Let go. Yeah, <laughs> Calvin just screaming. Ah! Not, not about me or the fact that I might get hurt, just his, uh, his precious electricity and wiring. Well, you were kind of funny when you were doing that. Okay. We'll have to go back and find that. We, uh, I'd be uh, interested in watching that. Yeah. That happened uh, with me and Margot Spitz at that time. She married that. But uh, using a rototiller mm-hmm. on her little garden. Yeah. We were doing. And, uh, of course, she couldn't tell Margo anything. She, she's a TV personality, you know. And I tried to warn her. I said, uh, you know, brace yourself because this, this is going to drag you. She said, oh, no, I know how to use this. So I said, okay, here it is. That drug her from one end of the <laughs> end of that garden to the other, and that that made for funny TV. Yeah, that they, nobody cared as long as it made for good TV. Yeah, um, it looked like the Three Stooges. Oh, no. hey Trace, um, got the event going on uh, till one here, and then uh, oh, I was going to tell you, there's the pup. I was going to tell you that. Uh, that blue Santa box got between last week and this week. It got some stuff in there, didn't it's it? Getting stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I mean, it's it's almost to the top, which I'm sure is not a problem. We'll find some place to put those and we've make got, some more we've, room. We've got more boxes. Okay, perfect. That's great that people come. And uh, if you go to MillburgerNursery.com, you can t- see what I'm talking about with the Blue Santa program that they're participating in by the San Antonio Police Department, and you can see uh, what you can bring as a gift. Um, Trace, what are folks, we always like to know, like, what are folks asking you about when they come visit? Is it still grass? 
It's always grass. It's always grass? It's okay. Always grass. Other than grass, Trace, what are folks asking you about? Uh, why does my plant or tree look bad? Oh. So <laughs> some of the trees are supposed to look bad, Milton. Okay. You mean this time it, of year? It is December, so yeah. Uh, if, the, if the leaves are falling off, that's a, that's a normal thing on a lot of stuff. You know, I was wondering, I noticed today my uh, broccoli is, uh, the heads are coming off. Yeah, good. And I was wondering if other ga- the other gardeners are seeing that. And then, of course, the onions, we talked a lot about that there. The, um, if you planted onions uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, they're, they're, they're coming up, too. But, uh, and the onion plants, eight different varieties are available here at Millburgers. Yeah. Very easy to Seven. To plant. Seven is all. Seven varieties. Um, all, of course, all the colors and uh, the most famous onions that you can think of, including 1015s and Legacy and uh, what, what is our red? Uh, Creole. Creole, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's one that's become uh, my favorite. Yeah. Red Creole and 1015, that's what I buy. What do you, of course, Jerry didn't. <laughs> well, you do you eat onions at all? <laughs> oh, like other than the. Oh, yeah, I, li- I like uh, tops of green onions to put in salads. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's good. That's a good. That's good. It's good to bring that up because that, that is another good use yeah. of onions. And it's uh, a good use of onions that you plant in the middle row, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, that, that, but uh, they really flavor fruit. They have uh, have good onions. I mean, uh, onions can be used. Every piece of it, I guess, can be used. And uh, we mentioned the tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 close. Uh, we got the, some full size of some of the large ones, and of course, we're harvesting lots of uh, uh, the small tomatoes, uh, Ruby Crush and yeah. BHN 968. So my dog has found that he li- she likes tomatoes. Really? Oh, really? I had a dog. Every, every time I let her out, uh, if I'm not paying attention, she goes over to the dwarf cherry surprise is her uh, favorite. No. <laughs> is that right? We now know which one dogs like. Okay. And, uh, she's up with her paws in there on the top of the pot trying to pull them down. Oh, that's funny. Broken number of branches. She doesn't care. No. I had the same problem with one of my dogs and also my mother. <laughs> my mother was, uh, you couldn't keep her away from the, the tomatoes either. You should have gone out there and just Well, of course, grabbed, Trace is a little grabbed, that way. <laughs> grabbed her arm and told, don't pick any more tomatoes, Calvin. Well, <laughs> pick what you can eat right now before you go in. Yeah. That's... A, that's <laughs> Because you could do that every day. Yeah, you have a lot of stories where you tell your mom what you should have done. Yeah, you know, yeah. They don't lend so well. <laughs> I, I know in Calvin. Well, she can't mother. corroborate the stories anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, we don't know how true they are. She would. She would take. Uh, she would have taken care of that attitude. Oh, okay. Don't no, you? I t- t- <laughs> took me a while to learn, along with my my mother on the tomatoes, but also when. When I had my peach orchard, uh oh, the uh, I you know, story. I, I, it was in uh, Lufkin, Texas. So yeah. the, the the people I hired didn't have a lot of experience Uh-oh. with peaches and things. So the, of course, they were eating these ripe peaches, right and left. And I was trying to say, no, no, I got to sell those. And then it took me a while to figure out you just let them eat as many as they want, because pretty soon they're. They've had enough 
peaches, and no. they, they just concentrate <laughs> on on yeah. the, the job at hand. They're peached out. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, take all the peaches, eat all you want. As long as you can eat them here, you can have. Them. Yeah. All right, and citrus trees. We mentioned those. Uh, kind of, Calvin made me think of those as a nice Christmas gift. Oh gosh, that is right. And uh, the gift certificates, gift cards. Yep. I like that. Uh-oh, the chili's going somewhere. Chili's on the run, so to speak. He said he had like a half gallon left a little while ago, so he might be done done. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, uh, uh, speaking of citrus, uh, I've got a lady that wants to plant some, wants to plant a satsuma or one of Mr. Moore's plants. Uh, in Kerrville. So I'm told I'm, I, my granddaughter has given me the assignment of uh, a picking one. So I understand I'm selling you a citrus tree, I'm selling you some osmocote, I'm selling you some soil, and I'm selling you a big pot to put it in so they can move it in and out. That's what I'm thinking. If only you had some big pots. Hmm. Yeah, if only they were very inexpensive. <laughs> hmm. Trace, can you fix this? Can you solve this problem? I got a deal, and I'm passing it along. Tw- okay. 22-inch yeah. heavy roll rim pot, regular like $205 each. Mm-hmm. We got them three for 100 Yeah, which is great. Just give them his gifts. You could. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking about, uh, this is in Kerrville now, um, thinking about giving them the pot and the Osmocote and uh, things, like, uh, potting mix. I, I see you got some more of that uh, fish compost pot in the purple bag. In uh, acidic soil? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about fish in it, but I don't think it's fish. There might be lobster compost in it. Oh, maybe that there was a. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's an ingredient. That was, yeah. Yeah, they had the acidic yes. nature. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I'm torn between is this Kerrville now telling her to wait to pot it up. You can get all the materials. But keep it in the pot that it's originally in, and don't plant it till next uh, April. I, I would agree with that because it's a whole lot easier to carry in a three-gallon pot than it is to carry a 22-inch yeah pot. Yeah, with yeah. soil and a plant. Well, what about uh, you know those 22 those 22-inch pots are wonderful, but. What about one of the the, the big half whiskey barrel sized plastic pots? Even well, so we've got some used nursery pots that are big. We still have some whiskey barrels left too. Oh, good, because I because I've uh, my tomatoes are doing really well in those those oh, big yeah. uh, plastic pots. Not that I got here at Melburgers. Yeah, but I'm kind of worried about the cold uh, up in Kerrville. Yeah, uh, you could, a- after uh, last year. Why don't you talk them into using kumquats, Jerry? You're such an advocate of kumquats. I don't think we have it. Do we have any? Uh, I, don't, I don't think we have any at the moment. I, don't we used, so. I guess we used up all the columbine. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we harvested that seed at the botanical garden. 
off of a, a cross that Mr. Moore had made. And uh, they just fell on the ground about the size of a golf ball. Hmm. And uh, every seed germinates with at least uh, one or two seedlings that can be divided and from each fruit. So uh, we got into the citrus business pretty quick. But, uh, and I think I was... Are we talking Calamundum? Calamundos! (laughs) But (laughs) I think I remember getting a bunch of hell about those things. Hmm? So for four years, three or four years, you may have oversold them uh, a little bit on, on the promises. Do you remember when the? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the one that you use for cooking, not for just eating. I think it's sour, and yeah. I think Jerry promised it turned it turned sweet after. Oh, it does. After he gets uh, oh, I didn't older. Know well, it didn't turn sweet for the first four years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's for cooking, Milton. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Well, but they are. Yeah, they, it was funny because I, we never used it, but we had a Talamundum <laughs> that uh, and a kumquat, and then we had some uh, friends. That just would, would call and f- check on when it was ripe and everything, but they they made they went through, and I can't remember what the recipes they used it for, but every single year they used it until they finally grew one of their own. Uh. <laughs> and then it was kind of I felt kind of homesick for it, you know. There it was, all full of that fruit and that had been valued so highly, and then. They had their own. They didn't need it anymore. I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that that took its good time to start setting fruit. I I, I had never grown that fruit before, but uh, I, I think we did. We give them away here. No, the uh, some. Yeah, but I think no. the rest of them were sold. Okay. Yeah, it was a yeah kind of fundraise a good good cause. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, after this uh, la- last couple of years with those hard freezes, yeah. some of those things made it through. Hmm. Uh, quite a bit, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, for kids and certain people like sour things. And uh, one lady that had them had a tree. And I went out there and looked at it, and that stupid thing was 20 feet tall. Uh, was it attractive? Yeah, it was pretty, pretty tree. Because I, because they made a really nice hedge. You're right, yeah. Yeah. But uh, she said that her grandchildren just loved the fruit, huh. even though it was sort of bitter or well, they, sour. They say that there were some selections of calamundum that. Oh, or, yeah. Or uh, mild. Well, like kumquats. Yeah. The ones you eat the, eat the peel enough. <laughs> I imagine you kind of like those. But there's a, there's several types of uh, kumquats. One is, uh, is orange, kind of elongated, about the side of a golf ball. And uh, they say that one is the sweetest one and the mm. best one. Yeah, and they... I think these they, they ate the yeah. peelings. Yeah, the peeling is what you eat. Yeah. Uh, like I like I told uh, Joe Bradbury about that. I said, 
you better quit growing those things because they're easy to propagate. And uh, and he had propagated. He owned a Lone Star grower. So he had resources to grow. we got to take a quick break. Be back in a moment. This is Millburgers Gardening South Texas on The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. It's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it really is. It's almost spring-like. It's a little chill in the yeah. air, but it's not uncomfortable. Uh-uh. Uh, sunny, uh, and the leaves are falling. I know, I'm in long pants, though, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I wore a light coat, and but uh, it's supposed to war- warm into the high 70s this afternoon. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like 76, 77. It'll be nice then, too, but it's a pretty day out here. Yeah. I, oh, I need a reindeer. I had to laugh. <laughs> I had to laugh at our weather people. Because they're, <laughs> they said uh, they're showing the drought uh, uh, map, and uh, they said, "Hey, that rain we got has reduced our w- drought condition." Oh, that's good. Well, well, you don't believe them? Hell no. But they said. Because we got the drought monitor, and Bear Co- half of Bear County is not under the severe drought. It's still under extreme drought, but not severe drought. So it's improved. I don't know why you keep giving me that look. Uh, <laughs> you don't believe them at all? Uh, not. Okay. It, it is... It's not sure. th- that severe reduction of the severe to extreme. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's uh, that, that's wonderful. You know, a journey of many miles begins with one step. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> begins with, uh, I think I'm going to be sick. A journey to uh, drought-free begins yeah. with one rain. <laughs> yeah, may happen. But uh, you know what's beautiful in my neighborhood? What? My, uh, <laughs> my, uh, bluegrass. I wonder if that's, I have to take a picture. Oh, I didn't take a picture of the tree for you guys. I forgot that. Our backyard is full of winter grass. Yeah, isn't it pretty? And it is pretty. I got to mow it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to get Jeremy to mow mine. <clears throat> I want to tell the neighbors, they've got solid bluegrass in their yard. <laughs> and uh, I want them to uh, mow it. See, that's where people make their mistake. Uh, bluegrass is cut pretty short. Real, I mean, the uh, one of them. Okay. Where the where they're growing growing up north. But uh, when we we have bluegrass down here, and you might say, how do I know if it's bluegrass or not? And the answer is, if you have beautiful, green, soft-looking grass mm-hmm. in, in December, yeah, 
You got you got Kentucky bluegrass. Okay. It's a certain variety. But what people don't do, I'm not saying that they're lazy, but they don't mow it. You got to mow bluegrass just like uh, you mow uh, St. Augustine. Now, I don't know if my dog is going to like that because he loves laying in the bluegrass, <laughs> uh, especially on a day like today. You just go right down out in the middle of a backyard and lay down. Cool. He's at peace with the world. Uh, speaking of dogs, <laughs> I, for those of you who have dogs and that you have skunks in your neighborhood, which is everybody in San Antonio, uh, Niels Pear comes up with a surefire de-skunkifying recipe. Hmm which a local vet gave you over the phone about a month ago. It worked. Again, Neil writes, I, I'm not sure what makes a dog want to chase a skunk a second time. Well, but uh, he said this stuff works. Well, I think those dogs think those uh, are cats. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I think they just, yeah. And uh, it don't take for one mistake. That skunk will get to him. But it's like uh, who's that skunk? Uh, the cartoon skunk. Oh, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, yeah. He thinks that skunk is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and he tries to kiss it and everything else. And he's, he's always trying to get away from them. What's the recipe? What's the recipe? Oh, okay. Uh... He said one b- large bottle of hydrogen peroxide. Okay. One fourth cup of baking soda, not baking powder. And two teaspoons of liquid soap, not liquid detergent. Pour the hydrogen per- peroxide in a small plastic container. Add the baking soda. Yeah. And stir. Then add the soap. Said uh, two teaspoons. That's not much. Sponge it into the dog's coat, taking care to avoid the air around the eyes. Mm. Let it sit for five minutes, then give the dog a normal bath and dry. Works great. Save your tomato juice for more meaningful uses. Oh. So, uh... (laughs) Neil's like all of us. You don't think about needing that until that dog gets skunked. Yeah. And they're all over San Antonio. Oh, yeah, big time. And they love to be under, breed and multiply under a uh, back uh, uh, a uh, Patio cover, you know the the ones you sit out in this cool mm-hmm. weather. But uh, that's a pretty simple deal to, to take care of the dog. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it surprised me. I never saw this in New Orleans, and then when we got to San Antonio, um, there were some apartments that we were in. And people would feed, you know, the feral cats. Yeah. And then you just walk by, and it's 
cats and skunks, <laughs> possums eating together, sharing, being friends. Yeah, then it's like really. And yeah, I, I that, told you there were no dogs, though. I did notice that. <laughs> I told you my story where I was feeding the uh, feral cats. Uh, not uh, you know the wild cats, I guess. Uh, right inside the door of my house. Mm-hmm. So I would leave the back patio door cracked so the cats could come in and and uh, and get out. Thank you, girl. But uh, oh, thank you. Thank you, Mary. Ooh, Calvin got some onions. Yeah, and I, oh, they're good-looking onions. I looked over at one night, and uh, the skunk was in the house. Mm-hmm. Come through that crack door, and he loves cat food, uh, dog food. They love them, and uh, so I was in the kitchen, and I looked in the, right there by the sliding glass door. That damn skunk was in there. Yeah, so you ran at him with a stick, right? You know, uh-huh. you grabbed I, him by the I, tail. I was scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> So I just because if he sprayed that that room, you were never getting oh, out. Oh no! And so I just stood there, quiet as a little mouse, and uh, watched him eat. And then he just went out. I didn't didn't scare him or anything. Yeah. What what got me thinking? I never had watched a squirrel. I'm I'm running from a skunk stinking me out. Uh, but they always hold their tails up. I thought they just put their tails up when they were scared. But that skunk came in the house to eat that dog food, and uh, he'd always have his tail up. Really? I've seen they leave their tail down, though, too. Yeah, Just yeah. like you said before. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, when my, my dog's at truce, they have uh, <laughs> She just leaves the tail. Have they ever been sprayed? They, uh, in the past 10 years, they have uh, once or twice or so. Yeah. But uh, they've, I've seen them twice walk by, walk by the skunk. Yeah. Why the skunk go in one direction, them go another direction, like they'd, neither of them existed, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and the skunk's tail was not, was not in a defensive mode. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, anyway, that's a good recipe, uh. And I want a recipe to keep the skunks out of the yard. Oh, good luck. No. Yeah. Well, if you shoot them, wait till they're far enough away from the house, because a lot of times they'll stink when they do shoot not them. Shoot, do not shoot them under the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and make sure the first... Why are you shaking your head like that? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I did it. Uh, <laughs> I just... Because you get the gun. Yeah. There's the skunk. He's been driving me crazy all this time. And I got a chance. And I was thinking, of course, if I shoot him there, he'll be under there in the smell. He'll spray you. He did. (laughs) He did. It takes a while, even when you get the body out of there really quick. Oh, yeah. That's stale space. <clears throat> anyway. But uh, you you know how they can st- keep stinking. Let's see, I've told my story about the lady that said 
uh, she has skunks in her garden. And she says, when that, she's walking down a, the garden path, if there's a skunk in the way or on the path, she just simply grabs, uh, grabs it by the tail and picks it up and moves it off the patio. Says she'd never been, she had never been uh, sprayed. And she, when you, she thought, she thinks, <laughs> well, when you pick them up by the tail, they can't spray. I don't know. I, I hate to try that. <laughs> the other thing, they're so, they've got such a history of. Ravis, hey, stranger. How you doing? Yep. Good. Uh, uh, they've got such a. History of rabies, I would. Oh, yeah. Well. I'd be hesitant to. <laughs> but but they're beautiful. They're beautiful animals. They're coats. They bite people, don't they? Huh? They occasionally bite people, too. I don't know if anybody's tried that or not. I mean, but the tail thing, they never, they've never been bit. Back in the 20s. Uh, no, we're in the 20s. <laughs> people, people forward were, in the twenties. You know. <laughs> people uh, sold lapels for money, you know. And uh, uh, where was I? Lockhart giving a talk over there, and uh, he'd remembered me talking about skunks on the show. And he he was one of the guys as he was a boy that would kill the skunks and get their for their hides to make money back in the depression and uh, he said yeah yeah we did that said the way way you get the odor off the pelt and everything is bury them Hmm. bury them and and that soil deactivates the smell or something really yeah Hmm. so you need to try that and make sure that's true no I've my my, uh, I'm con- I've kind of joined the uh, neutrality truce with oh, okay. Westies and the skunks. Right. I'm sorry. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Total free. It's eight six six. Did you see? I got some candy canes from Santa Claus. I did. I saw. So apparently you've been good. Uh, wait a minute. We're talking about Calvin here. No. That's not even on the table. Uh, the uh, this I love this newsletter from uh, Dixondale, uh, the Onion Place, and you can get it. You can order onions over the phone. Uh, I'll give you the number in just a minute. If you can't drive into San Antonio and visit Millburgers, but. Uh, they will ship those things overnight to you. Uh, you get you get them fresh pulled onions. They will pull the next day. Like uh, Calvin's got some onions here. Got green tops, and the roots look like they're dead. But uh, that the life of the onion is in that where the roots are attached to the to that uh, upper stem. But uh, you can uh, get a get put on this Dixondale uh, newsletter, or either order onions, 
for 830-876-2430. And, uh, let's see, I was, I was teasing, uh, teasing, uh, 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 Bruce about not having, uh, maybe not have, listing the, uh, email, uh, the telephone number, uh, on the website. I, I don't know where, to, he got it on there now. But he said, we don't, we don't like to put that on the, in the, uh, catalog because we have to hire several additional people answer that phone for our $2.99 yeah. bundle yeah and it take, he said people just don't t- tell you that the order is they give you a testimonial no oh, that's good and he's got pictures of pe- onions that his uh, customers have bought uh, on this uh, on that website, hmm. it's uh, Milton. It's not the same as the tulip testimonials or the iris testimonials. No, can you yeah. imagine? Hey, we need to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen oh four Boulevard Road on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Just look around and you will see There's a little bit of everything And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. You're looking for something to do this week, or if you want to make sure you have great food for the holidays, you need to head on out to Atkins, Texas, not too far down Highway 87, uh, between 1604 and 410, and visit uh, Prusky's Market. You will find the best meats anywhere, old-fashioned butchers who can help you to find the, the great cuts you want, uh, all kinds of delicious items, uh, ranging from uh, uh, the sausages that they make there and uh, uh, yeah, you you have not had sausages good in a long time. I have people uh, tell me that again and again and again. There's something about it. I don't know what makes you up, and it's uh, it's the grind, it's the recipe. Uh, Prusky sausage is absolutely delicious. They have the great meats from Yanta Ranches, which are the natural, uh, non-hormoned, and uh, non uh, um, and the. Not no uh, antibiotics. How long has it been since you had a goose? I I don't know that I've ever had goose. Is really? Go- is goose good? Yes, very good. Okay. Well, Prusky's has geese. Or, yeah. Uh, if as, you know how to cook it. Well, how do you cook it? You have recipes uh, on your. Um, you you got to know how to cook a ghost goose. <laughs> your ghost is cooked. <laughs> you don't have recipes on plant answers. No. Okay. Your mama didn't whisper a goose recipe. No, we had duck. Yeah. Wild duck. Uh, did you have quail? It's a, lot, it's a lot like duck. We used to have quail. Prusky's has quail at his place. We've got some that we bought, and it's in the freezer right now. It's a vacuum packed and in the freezer, and uh, they have all these prepared items too, plus gift boxes that you can either uh, give yourself or you can have them shipped. So the thing to do is to head on over to Prusky's. Listen, you will you will make it a regular stop to go over there and uh, and enjoy the experience. It's right there on eighty seven between uh, Prusky's Market between uh, sixteen oh four. 
and uh, 410, and uh, you'll find them there in Atkins, yeah. Texas. The phone number uh, is uh, going to be 830-227-8322. They'll have advice, too, on how to prepare something if, it's, oh, it's, if you see something you want to try. Yeah, they really do. That's they, And they were. I was getting the little um, chicken uh, already made-up things that you just heat, you know, you cook. But you heat, and they were going, you know, yeah, have you tried a pinwheel yet? And I said, you know, I have it. Oh, man. That pinwheel was so good. It was a little fajita pinwheel. Man. Okay, I'm telling you, you're missing out. All right. And uh, you'll find them online at PruskiesMeatMarket.com. That's PruskiesMeatMarket.com. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I wonder if you could buy a... Uh, turkey out there, mm-hmm. preferably not frozen, and then kill your squirrel in the backyard and stuff it into the turkey. Why don't you try that? That'd work. No, you should try it. Get Jeremy to go out to Prusky's, <laughs> get you a turkey, you go get a squirrel, you can just, just trap one. Uh, no, just in the backyard. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, you're talking about nutritious. All right, and no hormones. <laughs> you get you get stuck in these places sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're stuck in Squirrelville. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. Uh, what else? I wonder how many people have tried that stuff in that squirrel. Or I don't know. Turkey fan. I don't know. But uh, we don't get many calls about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet we. We'll, we'll focus on gardening. <laughs> well, that's what you get. You garden for the squirrels. Mm-hmm. Fatten up the squirrels. I see. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway, I got a, a question from uh, Neil Sparer that Neil couldn't answer. What? But Milton can. Okay. Ready, Milton? Ready. Said, uh, question is, our neighbor's trumpet vine has made its way into our yard. Mm-hmm. It has invaded shrubs and beds. We have found it impossible to dig up. they got a big root system. We try to keep it cut off at the ground line, but it continues to spread. What can we do? So, what what do you suggest, Milton? What are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to kill it. Trying to kill it. But the whole thing or just? The whole thing. Uh, Are the neighbors okay with that? They may like the trumpet vine. If it's in your yard, whether they like it or not, I don't know. You can kill it. I don't want to give this advice that I know. Because you're, you know... There's uh, people out there begging for this advice. Will you give it to them? <laughs> this guy. Because somebody's going to call next week and go, I don't know what happened, but my neighbor uh, suddenly doesn't have any. And it, oh, Does it work that fast? Ours, no. ours didn't work that fast. And, I, and actually, it didn't kill... Uh, I don't know how far it went back. So anyway. Yeah, yeah an, old, an old trumpet vine will take a little while. Yeah. yeah. But but you can treat it with uh, a, uh, well, while it's dormant. Hmm. 
I did that in Tennessee. But uh, treat them when they're dormant, or even if they're dying. Oh, you did that. You can treat treat them anytime. Uh, one would think they would kill faster uh, if they were actively growing. But it doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. I tried it. Uh, what would you treat it with? Uh, I don't know. What was that product that you used to recommend? No, I'm not sure. So many. Cut and stump killer. Okay, Calvin had a suggestion. Uh, what did he say? Uh, what did you say? Cut vine and stump killer. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I would have never thought of that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I've I've tried to I, I've had people try to get rid of those trumpet vine, trumpet creeper. But uh, that's uh, Neil doesn't. He I don't think he knows about that product. What did he say to do? He passed. Uh, he's passed up many many opportunities. And a trumpet vine, a big one, is not easy. Oh, yeah. But he's passed up on some easier ones, I've noticed, too. Yeah, I don't know yeah. How. That's okay. a good product. Yeah. Oh, look at here. And you get you can get a, some you can get small qualities of it, which makes it nice for a homeowner. Oh. What yeah, it's, a, it's, it's okay. relatively inexpensive, too, is what I like. It lasts it. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, any any shrub, and the neat thing about it is, and I've tried this myself, uh, it doesn't kill adjoining plants. Right. Uh, I've you been, can even use it in a rose bed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, um, now try try using Roundup in a rose bed. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Well, I don't think it has a chance to uh, volatilize. In other words, spread by gases. Gases, you can tell. Yeah. Because you just you just planting some. You can put it on the stem alone, but uh, we talk about cutting it, and then immediately putting the uh, drop or two of that on 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 the, on the cut there. Yeah, on the cut. I I used to, you know, you can try to teach your kids something every time, and so I. Had Jeremy out there. It's a two-man job, a two-person job. And uh, I said, after I cut to make this cut, immediately put a drop of this on the wood. And uh, and I looked. He was coming around helping me, and uh, he was painting it on there. You know, it's got a little brush and and. He was painting it on there, which they say do on the instruction. I said, Jeremy, I said, put a drop on that where it's cut. He said, no, this is what the directions say. Uh, and the directions are the law. Yeah, yeah. As Milton said. Yeah. yeah. They can arrest you for that. Mm, I don't want to find out what they can do for you. Yeah. Do to you. So I take the bigger bottles, Milton. Yeah. And I get a, uh, a lid from, a, like, a paint can, mm-hmm. an aerosol paint can. I put it in there, and oh. I grab it in a real paintbrush, and I slop it on. Okay. Yeah. But you, you just cut the bark, don't you? You, you kind of scrape the... You can. Uh, it's I gonna, just talked about that. It's going to be its best at that cambium layer. I just dipped the stuff into the actual bottle of a... <laughs> I don't think that... This physical can, can physically work. Wouldn't you be turning the bottle upside down? 
Oh no! I would just. This was a vine. I just kind of grabbed it and. <laughs> but your paint can lid would do the same thing. You could take it and. Yeah, but I use a. I use, paint, use a brush. I use a paint brush. Yeah, I put it in something then to carry it around with. I use, use a lot. Or use a lot more of the chemical if you do it that way, though. Which one? The way you two guys are describing. Yeah. You bet. But I'm old. And I, <laughs> and I don't want to be bent down for a long period of time. I want to get it done yeah. and stand back up. I'm far more comfortable standing up. <laughs> Do you have, have you ever tried just spraying a stem without cutting it? Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> in the old days. In the old, good old days. Ortho made that product in an aerosol. Hmm. And they called it uh, poison oak and ivy killer. Same chemical All right. in an aerosol. They stopped making it. They stopped producing it in an aerosol. I'm assuming for misuse. Well, it's somebody, got, somebody killed something. That they, yeah, I was going to say, know. if you have the aerosol, I mean, when you're doing your paintbrush method, you're pretty precise. Yes. Yeah. If you're doing an aerosol. There's overspray. Even with, yeah, even with your attempts to be precise, you're probably going to. They call it drift. Yes. That's a problem. It drifts on stuff. Yeah. I never have tried it on a road. Well, I, I do. I do it on that uh, that vine. I have um, cat's claw. Cat's claw. Oh no! And that it works on works on cat's claw. I don't use the cut vine and stump killer formula. I use the uh, Some, something with two four D in it. No, it's the it's the act, same active ingredient, but it's the it's just in a. Roundup form. Uh, it's a concentrate. Yeah, yeah. You, you dilute it and spray it. Oh, okay. But, but it can be used without mixing it with water. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, because I don't want to get back up. Or I have to do it mm-hmm. again. But that that really works well on that uh, the cut on the uh, the vine. Like yeah, that. yeah. As, but you, of course, you got to be careful. You can't have anything behind it that's going to get. So it's got to be like on a fence, with uh, it's in within your property, you know. And uh, but it works well. It's it just the specifications are pretty. Exact. Why does it have to be in your property? Because I don't don't want to kill anything else in anybody else's property. Yeah, the, the, he's, he's not wrong. The, which, <laughs> he's not wrong. Which one is which he? Calvin, Calvin, yes, I agree. Wrong. You don't kill your neighbor's stuff. No, I, I agree. That makes for bad neighbors. Well, if your plant, if the plant is in your yard, well, then it's yours. Huh? Then it's yours. And you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But but what if you know that treating it in your yard is going to kill it in their yard? Yeah. I think you were still legal because you did it on your side. Yeah, but it just—it's not the legal part. It's the uh, it's transfer transfer. <laughs> It transfers to uh, uh, the neighbor's yard. Uh, it depends on your neighbor. You know, if your neighbor is working closely with you and understands what's happening and is agree that they, they they don't want that. I think a lot has to do with whatever it is. Because uh, I can't imagine a neighbor not wanting to kill, say, hackberries. Hmm. And things like that that normally pop up in the fence. Well, I but if you got a red, I only red tip fotinia hanging over, I, that might be a different yeah. answer. I just uh, the, the vine; it's easier to spray a vine than it is to try to put it on the on yeah. the pruning cut. 
and it wor- works. It works pretty well on that particular. Line. You you you're putting it on the stem, but you're not cutting it. No, I'm not cutting it. I'm just spraying the, just spraying those parts where I'm not going to challenge anything else. You know, there's not anything behind it. There's that's going to be. How far, how far does it travel up that stem after from where you sprayed it? Well, I would think oh, it, it kills everything down the stem. Yeah, it kills down. It... Except with you know with uh, with uh, an aggressive vine like your yeah the ones we've been talking about in two or three years it'll be back. Yeah, but that two or three years without that, well. Uh, those 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 vines. Does anybody ever give you any kind of um, feedback on using the cut vine and stump killer for bamboo? No. Yeah, I've used. I've, we've used it on our uh, uh, education resource center grounds. Oh, did it work? And not particularly well. Ours didn't work well either. Yeah. That's a shame. I don't know that it's made for that. Uh, there was somebody. Yeah, I won't say who. Uh, that was recommending that. Actually, it was more like, try it and see if this works. Well, I'm I think what it did was it killed it down to the next. I'm pretty sure bamboo is a grass. Oh, so. So in the old days, people had, were very successful with a product called MSMA. Yeah. That's true. How do you spell that? That's Jerry's joke. <laughs> I, I almost fell. Uh-huh. I didn't, but I almost did. Yeah. Well, but it, ha- it has some uh, some impact on it. But it doesn't. So you'd use MSMA on the uh, bamboo? You can't legally buy MSMA. No, I know. That's right. Maybe in Mexico. Is there another no. substitute? Oh, nope. okay. Not that I know of. Okay. Yeah, y'all, y'all talk finally about that product because you used to <laughs> use it to kill well, a little- Bermuda in St. Augustine. Is that oh, right? No, it would have been the opposite. Yeah. Okay. All right. Two one. What's that? Oh, no. I'm just, I'm just thinking. That. What about Roundup? Does Roundup have any impact on bamboo? I think if it's young, I mean, the new sprouts. I think if you were to get enough of it on the foliage of it, it, it might laugh at it a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, whatever we've done, has, we've done, had a pretty good, it's taken a lot of effort, a lot of sprays and everything, but we've we've got a area that that we were able to and I don't know if it's because we keep cut cutting it and you know if you keep at it even bamboo will be uh, reduced but I know I, I remember the uh, my neighbors when they before the, they had built a couple of houses there they cut everything down and then and then they used a uh, they trenched yeah, uh, a scrape. Wow, yeah, plow, a... basically. And then, then a crew came. Oh my goodness! A crew came and pulled and retrieved the roots out of the. You know, with their little, t- with their smaller tillers and everything, and uh, tools and retrieved roots, yeah. roots out of the place. And then, of course, they didn't do anything else. And in four or five years, it's back. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, there, Butch. 
All right, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Any old place I call my home, I gotta go. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas at 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. E.J. is on the line. Hi, E.J. Welcome to Melberger's Gardening, South Texas. How can we help you today? Well, howdy. I'm not calling about bees today, but I've got oh, a Oh, hey, E.J., what you say? <laughs> not much. Uh, hoping the bees get through the winter all right, but I've got a large plumerio tree that we're getting ready to repot because the old pot is broken down and it blows over in the lightest breeze and so i was calling to see if y'all had any hints tips on how to do it and do it correctly plumeria mm-hmm. plumeria they're fairly easy yeah relatively easy um what what are you using for an outside surface with the con- container were you real happy with the container you had before? Uh, it was all right. Like I say, it, because the the tree is so big, it, it blew over just, you know, in the lightest breeze you can imagine. And, you know, it would always be knocking off limbs and stuff, which is fine because you can, <laughs> you know, re- or plant those and get another plumeria. But at the same time, you know, get tired of having to stand it up. This pot is probably maybe twenty or thirty gallons, and it's a um, it's a ceramic one. The other one, I think, was plastic or fiberglass. Yeah, ceramic has got much more weight; should stay up there. Better. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, um, I've seen. I think. I think Warren used to. To um, even go so far as to have a, a loose line, a kind of a, a line that sturdied him. He, he had them along mm-hmm. his. Yeah, as a, as a thing sitting on a, con- a patio or something, concrete. Yes. Yeah, it, it'll move inside to the garage once it gets too cold to, for it to stay on the patio. Okay, but uh, <laughs> give me that thing. But uh, oh yeah, uh, the uh, so so it's not sitting on soil or no anything. no it it's on a patio in a pot. Okay, I was thinking a lot of the commercial people and everybody that ha- have big pots with plants in them. Which are, are a headache to keep picking up after they blow over. They just get a, a little piece, of, a fairly long piece of uh, rebar, and drive it in, drive it through the pot, uh, through the mix in the pot, and into the soil, harder soil, and uh, that steadies it in even in the highest wind. Uh, wind. So it penetrates the pot? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but uh, if it's going, it will, I don't think that a rebar will go through concrete that easy. No. 
No. <laughs> so, uh, what do we can use on concrete? Uh, like Calvin was talking about, you could anchor it. Are you? I wonder if you could. Um. Well, when when I I've started to use for the deer fencing, I've used, I've gotten these uh, st- straight straight pieces of metal with edges, and then I've used that black, the uh, the linked plastic where you could you put the you put put the little lip inside the tongue inside and close pull it. I wonder if you could make a little. A little hook? Is it on a, against a fence or anything, or is it kind of out in the open? No, it's out in the open. Oh, okay, that that wouldn't work. But I was I was thinking you'd uh, make that little uh, hook, that little hanger there in the fence, or or even on a post, and then you would just have, you use those little black yeah. lines. Uh, yeah. And they, that that would be enough, I think, too. Um, mm-hmm. If you does the does the patio have a have a top on it? I mean, uh, you know, no, it uh, but it's surrounded on three sides by by walls. So, oh. you know, hope, hopefully the the new pot will be sturdy enough yeah. by itself and steady enough. Um, now, would you change out most of the potting medium, or would you just fill in the extra with new potting soil i just fill in the extra oh yeah yeah because i don't they, they're not uh plumeria are not tough on soil no uh-huh yeah they're just but what you have to be careful of is not breaking any pieces of it off yeah because that way you'll have hundreds of those things <laughs> with the same problem well, that's okay because, you know, <laughs> lots of my neighbors like to get, you know, plumeria starts, so that's always oh, yeah. a good thing. Not as not as popular as honey, but uh, it's that's a good true. thing. <laughs> All right. Well, keep us informed. <laughs> Will do, and roll tide. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye now. Thanks, and thanks for the honey. It was wonderful. Got a few minutes left. What you thinking? A quick one. uh, Neil got a question. Did he get it right? Did he know the answer? Yeah, he got it right. Oh, okay. Phew. How can I get rid of ants? I've tried vinegar. Mm. This This is not Neil's answer. Yeah. Hot water. And cornmeal. No. But they keep coming back. I thought we got rid of all those fire ants with the... They're trying to do fire ants or they're trying to do... They're fire ants. No. Uh, And he's just feeding them, making them fatter with that stuff. (laughs) So he's trying to give them a slow death. Yeah. And Neil says, I'm not the advocate of those remedies. Nicely put, Neil. He is so sweet. I Some, could, uh, someone else might put, fool. There you go. You can't kill them because those don't work. <laughs> and if you don't believe that doesn't work, that's why the ants are coming back. I well, don't know why people don't put that together. Yeah, but of course, even 
They'll come back with orthene even eventually. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, uh, but you're the only one. The only one that I expect even any temporary action would be uh, so, some vinegar. Yeah, and uh, I'm not. I don't know how much. How sensitive they are to vinegar. Vinegar. <laughs> I'm sure they don't like it. Please let a Texas professional help you uh, to choose the best legally labeled. That's no fun. Uh, insecticide. There are many fine products that will control ant populations effectively and efficiently. To some degree, it will depend on the type of ants involved, particularly if they're fire ants. And how do how does he how does the homeowner tell if they're fire ants? I have no idea. Get see where they're coming out of the mound, and then try to stick your finger. I think uh, right in where open and where they're coming out. I would hope our listeners are smart enough not to do that. But that's Jerry's advice. So if something yeah. happens, if something happens to you, you know who to call. Yeah, yeah. The advice uh, of Doctor Jerry Parsons <laughs> is purely his own. It does not reflect that of this station, Millburgers, anybody on this porch, people within twenty yards of us. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, the, the. Uh, it's it's uh, to actually identify fires. You have to send them, send them some specimens over to A and M. You can't. Oh, you uh, can't do it by a picture or anything. No. Oh, why? But uh, and and the, what I rec- uh, recommend, you you can identify those fire ants at your house. Mm-hmm. Just by using your finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have no flesh after a while. <laughs> <laughs> they might be fire. It, it won't take long. Okay. Don't do this at home. <laughs> well, get, you want to do it at home to get them out of the backyard. Call Spider-Man to identify the fire ants. Uh, I mean, what, what is that active ingredient in Orthene? Uh, oh. uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Acephate? Yes. Okay. Good work. Thanks. Is that legal? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it better be legal. Yeah. You know, not as legal as my finger. So, so what did Neil finally suggest? That, that, that was the end of it. Acephate. No, acephate? No, or, uh, he did or, uh, one of oh, the orthene products? Oh, <laughs> uh, the, there's the, the organic control that we recommend, too, for the, that's labeled for vegetable gardens. Oh. So. Yeah. Oh, what was that? There's an organic control that he recommended? Um, the, the active ingredient starts with an S. Uh, the spinosad? Spinosad? Spinosad, yeah. Huh. Okay. That works. That works pretty well. Okay. On fire ants? Yeah. Wow. I didn't on, know that. Uh, they, I use it a lot on the ochre hmm. in the garden. In the, uh, yeah. Oracle. wonder why well, fire ants like in, ochre just, so much. Just in the garden? Well, because they harvest aphids and they harvest the oh. blooms. Those blooms? Yeah. They eat the blooms off. And the before aphids? they produce a before they do, yeah, they're eating the aphids. The virus are eating the aphids, and they're also eating some of the bloom material of it. Hmm. So it it throws ochre out of production. 
he's grow the okra is growing slower at the end of the season and anything that slows down the production uh, will result in smaller okra becoming mature. Mm-hmm. Not to mention it's a little tough to harvest okra when they uh, it's covered with fire ants. Yeah, mm, they'll, they'll yeah. get your attention. That then, then then Jerry's finger theory will uh, there you uh, go will uh, bring you. Yeah, home. you really don't know if they're fire ants or not when they're on the okra. But you don't want any ants on okra, do you? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay, then just kill them all. How are you gonna shrug, shrug them all? Kill them. Oh, you know I'm nonviolent. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's squirrel. If you could, yeah, I was going to say, if you could right. stuff that turkey with fire ants, yeah. you would. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. But write that number down. Not too much time left. Just about two minutes left to the show. Uh, don't forget, the um, at Millburgers, they've got the Blue Santa program going on now where they're collecting toys for the San Antonio Police Department to give to kids that have enrolled in the program. Uh, it's been going really, really well here, which is great. So keep it up. Keep up the momentum and the energy and uh, bring a toy out here. Go to MillburgerNursery.com and you'll see uh, kind of what they're looking for in those toys. And then just bring them out here for Blue Santa. We've got the Christmas tree. So if you haven't gotten it this weekend, come on out to Millburgers and uh, they'll help you out and take care of you. Best uh, fresh cut trees in town and uh, live trees, too. And still have the rosemary. A handful. Okay, so hurry. Hurry and get that live rosemary. We saw some uh, Arizona cypress being moved. Yep, those were the backdrop for Santa. So oh, were they? Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, that was, that, a was nice, that was a nice plant. We, we couldn't use trees that were selling quickly, so we used those so that his backdrop would stay the same. You're a little low there. Did you say, there's any? are there any wreaths left? I did not, and no. Oh, okay. Okay. Sold them yesterday. Oh, okay. Wow, that's great. That's nice. People like them. It's a nice opportunity. So how about the the staff that was uh, charged with the task of putting them together and building them? Did they quickly hide when you finished their, their assignments so they wouldn't be called on to start again? We buy them like that, and uh, so we don't actually do it. Oh, I thought that's us. We, we were watching staff here doing the No, those are boughs that we cut boughs. off the mm. bottom of the tree. Oh. So, uh, no, we, we didn't even have a whole lot of that this year because the trees came in so nice. Oh. It wasn't much to cut off. Cool. All right, we're saying goodbye for today. You join us next week on uh, 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.